0: Leo Sandoval was born in Mexico and raised in Long Beach since the age of five. Recently naturalized as an American citizen, Sandoval has over 15 years of experience designing and building residential, commercial, and industrial buildings. In 2017, Leo and his siblings designed, constructed, and opened their own business, Aguas Way, in North Long Beach. Last year, Sandoval opened his own design firm, Long Beach Designers.
1: All right, Leo, thanks for joining me today.
2: Oh, thank you, guys.
1: Um, and uh, for those who don't know, uh, you're the owner and or the, the creative mind uh, behind I Was Away Here in North Long Beach. Um, and then also, you just let me know, you launched last year Long Beach Designers, too, and that's more for your um, architecture background?
2: That's correct. That's for my architecture background.
1: Okay. So I want to start with your immigration story, if you can let us know. What's your immigration story?
2: So my immigration story is just, as far as I remember, just my parents bringing me here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was about five years old.
1: And it's from Michoacan, right? From Michoacan, correct. Mm-hmm. And do you remember life before Long Beach?
2: No. <laughs> All I remember is long Beach
1: <laughs> I, and I can see when I was asking you for your bio you you're very long Beach native at um, listing the elementary the middle school high school it's like the three yeah. the three important
2: <laughs> I'm not a long Beach native but you know not born in long Beach but became a native since I've been here
1: um and um you just let me know that you became a citizen not too long ago can you tell me a little bit about that
2: yeah so in August I um I applied for a citizenship about a year ago mm-hmm. I took about a year to um get to the process and in august i became a naturalized citizen
1: what um made you decide to take that leap
2: what's going the current current affairs right now going on mm-hmm. you know being scared that for anything that can happen i can get deported and my family my kids would probably suffer
1: yeah or is um are you and your wife both um now citizens is she also citizens? oh yeah my, my wife's been a citizen okay so that's definitely something like looking at your family and just not wanting to risk anything exactly
2: mm-hmm. not wanting to be away from them
1: Yeah, and how does it feel now being a citizen?
2: You know, it it feels good good that actually I can vote now. So that's, you know, it gets more power to, Mm
1: -hmm. you
2: know, make decisions, you know.
1: Okay. Um, And kind of going back to, I was way, I remember when I uh, first learned about it and I was um, writing about it, definitely you have a sense of your roots in this, um, both with with the food. Sorry. you have roots both within the food and, um, and also just the family camaraderie and just how you're working on that. Can you tell me a little bit about what kind of uh, food and drinks um, Aguas Way offers?
2: So here at Aguas Way, we, uh, we started with the Aguas Frescas, and we offer about seven different flavors a day. During the wintertime, we scale down the, the amount of drinks we make. Mm-hmm. Um, but we offer our typical aguas, our pepino con limón, which is our best seller, or our chata. We make a different type of horchata. We make a rice horchata, we make a navena horchata, Mm -hmm. um, or a banana. So, kind of one of the three is always going to be here, that milky flavor. We do anything, any other fruits available. We grow our own pomegranates, we have our own passion fruit, we have our own guayaba trees. So, everything's picked fresh in the mornings.
1: When you say you have your own guayaba trees, meaning at home that you have your own? Not here, at the business. And is that something that they already came with or that you planted yourself?
2: We're actually lucky. To come here, and when we bought the building, it came with the trees.
1: Was that part of the deal for you? It's like, oh, it has all these plants.
2: Well, we didn't know it had plants. So we purchased the building, opened the back door, and saw.
1: So you made use of that, too. Exactly. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I don't know if you had said this, that you're trying to, um, or at least recycle with some of the stuff you use, or compost, or, you know, you're very focused on sustainability as well.
2: That's correct. So most of the stuff, or the refuse we have here, we try to recycle it. All around peels, we'll do a compost and take it down to the local... I forget the name of the place, the community garden down the street. Mm -hmm. Um, We try to use paper products that we can, again, recycle. Uh, Our trash has really diminished from when we first started to now.
1: And is that... Do you feel like and you okay and also just for those who haven't been here we're in the back right now and we're seeing a lot like very natureous um kind of how would you describe where we're at now because i feel like it's also part of your your style and how you are as an architect you know too. it kind of,
2: kind of feels like even in my house just like a, that backyard cozy feel like serenity back here you can come how you're out away from you can't tell you're in the neighborhood again no more mm-hmm. you walk back here and it's like you're not in north long beach mm-hmm. so that's how my backyard even feels i can walk my backyard and I can't tell them in the neighborhood.
1: And I feel like it's a very Latino thing with just focused on the green, on the yeah. plants. And that
2: comes from my mom. My mom's a plant lover, as you can see here. Every plant here she's planted, she's propagated all the succulents from a couple. She waters them. We have an olive tree, kind of represents kind of food. So mm-hmm. th- every tree we have here does something. We have um, a plant that repels mosquitoes. So not a plant, it's an internal plant that's wrapped around the tree behind you. It's like very so, natural, yeah, and you rub it, you get that smell, you get the oils coming mm-hmm, out mm-hmm.
1: so there's specific um, reasons for for all of these almost
2: we can say they are, yeah, <laughs> well, i'll take the credit if they are <laughs>
1: um and then you're saying, I remember um you mentioning how your mom is also the reason behind aguas frescas and agua's way in that sense too, right
2: yeah so uh, uh, when we first before we started year before we started we um uh, as we gathered as a family on, on the weekends. We're throwing the idea of doing something for our mom. She didn't have a job, and she loved making that mm-hmm. So we just decided, hey, let's open a restaurant. With no knowledge of a restaurant, the only knowledge we had was designing a restaurant or building it. But mm-hmm. no knowledge of operating it.
1: Design and building in that yeah. each uh, family member has a specific uh, trade or skill that, would be able, that you'd be able to offer. To. Correct.
2: So I I'd had the design skills, and my brother had the construction skills. Mm-hmm. So he's a general contractor, so he's the one that built it out.
1: And then you said that your mom would make the Aguas like at family parties and for events.
2: Correct. So she was the go to person for family parties. Her contribution was bringing Nahua to yeah. the party.
1: Yeah, I love that story. <laughs> it's, it's also very Latino and telling in that it's like, well, we'll figure out along the way. We have all of these tools, we'll put it together. And, You're and right. And that's,
2: yeah. I think that's how things happen. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. We'll call one uncle or another uncle. Or somebody knows how to do something.
1: How many people collaborated in putting this together?
2: in the west yeah so it was uh the biggest collaborators was my brother-in-law mm-hmm. hector who's now the, the cook here mm-hmm. when does a fantastic job my brother junior mm-hmm. myself and my and my two sisters
1: and you were saying that none of them had ever had knowledge of operating a restaurant before
2: no that's correct nobody had knowledge the only knowledge my brother-in-law had hector was just backyard cook you know on the weekends
1: yeah well, how, so is just um, kind of training on the spot and just Yeah, learning. that's what happened.
2: He, I mean, I think he had a passion deep inside him. He never knew. Mm-hmm. And once we got this going, he just, it came out. So, and everything he cooks and does, it's amazing.
1: And you guys are three years in now, right?
2: We actually started our fourth year.
1: Fourth year. Wow, Congratulations. This year. Thank you. And how, is there anything that you've learned along the way that's like definitely a, a deal, a, a change, you know, in, in the process?
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, I think every I've made so many errors, and that's the way you learn. Like I tell people, if you don't make mistakes, you never know if you're right. Mm-hmm. So I can say that I'm deep in debt, but it's great because you know it, it pushes me to keep going. Yeah, and figure things out.
1: And I remember when I had uh, first spoke to you about that. You had also dreams of maybe opening like a little um, shop within the mall. Is that still something you're considering?
2: It's still something that we're considering. But last year, or I got the opportunity to open up my own office for my architectural firm. So I jumped on that instead of trying to pursue another restaurant at the meantime
1: and you said that one's right next door to this place too yeah
2: luckily it's right next door
1: (laughs) so it's been way easier for you just maintaining both jobs
2: exactly and being able to walk to work it's amazing
1: oh I forgot you also live up here in North Long Beach and and it's a walking distance it's three Mm -hmm. blocks away from my house that's amazing I wish we all had that luxury
2: (laughs) (laughs) which you know it's great because about eight months ago I gave my car to my mom so I don't have a car it, and which it forces me to walk otherwise i think i would just jump on my car and that's I,
1: a big decision too yeah. what what led to that was it just the fact that you were now pretty close or that was
2: one of the factors but my mom needed a car mm-hmm. and i, I hardly use my car too I, I was there mostly parked so i just gave it to her yeah. you know, for working here putting hard work in here and i was
1: that's awesome and um has it been a relief for you now without a car do you feel like an un, unhinged and un, you know
2: you know it, it actually does it. I do feel in a hinge. I feel like free because mm-hmm. you know, I can walk to work. I get more exercise now. Um, I have one car payment. I have one tank to fill. <laughs> one insurance payment. And so, you're
1: helping the environment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll stop here then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to immigrant success was Stephanie Rivera of the Long Beach Post. Recently naturalized Leo Sandoval and his siblings designed, constructed, and opened their own business in 2017, Aguas Way in North Long Beach. Last year, Sandoval opened his own design firm, Long Beach Designers.
1: You went through the Holy Trinity of schools in Long Beach, in that, you know, anyone who claims from being from Long Beach, they'll stay the elementary school, middle school, and high school here in Long Beach. And you definitely went to them. You went to uh, Patrick Henry Elementary, Washington Middle School, and Millican High School. How was that like for you, kind of going through Long Beach schools?
2: It was, it's, it's great, you know, I have actually a funny story before Patrick Henry. I remember one year um, I was second. Second grade, my mom dropped me off at the school bus stop. This bus took me to school. I got to school, and I didn't belong at that school. Oh. My mom had signed a paper to switch me to school without her really even knowing. She didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. And so she transferred me without knowing. So I remember getting to school, and they, they're telling me, you don't belong here. So actually, one of the teachers drove me to Patrick Henry. And that's where I was my <laughs> elementary school, in. I graduated and, from there.
1: And, um... You know, you you came here when you were five years old. That's very young, um, in the immigrant experience. Um, is there anything that you remember as far as like any struggles or any like culture shock?
2: You know, I, I can't say I remember any of that. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really remember most of that stuff. I just remember going to school and you know, always having a good time and not I really noticed a difference at that point in life.
1: Do you feel like you really took on um American customs?
2: I would say I did. Right off the back, because we were so young that we just learned the customs.
1: Um, and then one thing that's uh, surprising to us is the fact that you're uh. also an architect. How did you end up there?
2: Well, yeah? not an architect yet. Okay. <laughs> I still have a few more tests to pass, but I have been taking my tests to, to pass. Once I pass the last one, then I can officially call myself an architect. So right now I'm just a designer. But um, it started since I was young. I've always loved building, construction, seeing things go up. So my whole life, I've always enjoyed that. I was always building dog houses, building something mm-hmm. around the house, taking things down. Um, after high school, I decided to go to a trade school in Arizona because mm-hmm. um, we couldn't afford to send me to a proper t- school. Mm-hmm. So that was the cheapest thing to get.
1: Well, even even you... Knowing to go out of state, to find a trade school, was that something that you had help from, like, counselors or within the family? Because even that is hard to get, you know, that kind of help and right. guidance.
2: It, it was mostly um, we had um, recruiters come in from those schools who talked to us about going to architecture school out there. The price was okay, you know, and it was divided between my parents and I. So that that worked out because I couldn't go to a four-year school. Um, so I went there, learned, graduated from there. Actually, it was the first time in my life who, when I never missed a day in school just because I... You I it loved interesting. it interesting. And I put it interesting. So I never missed the day of school. I would get up early, stay there late. Um, after graduating from there, I just couldn't be away from Long Beach. So I decided to come back to Long Beach. <clears throat> Came back, and I couldn't find a job. in the an architectural field. Mm-hmm. So I started working for an uncle of mine who was a contractor. Mm-hmm. And I started modeling homes with him, helping him out. But a year, a year into I just decided that I didn't want to do construction. I wanted to be the one designing stuff.
1: That mentality is rare because, you know, even within my family, it's very common, construction work and just kind of staying at there. You know, it's, it's good pay, um, but it's a lot of labor-intensive stuff, too. Was there anyone or anything that kind of motivated you to kind of switch over from more of the technical side as far as the labor-intensive?
2: It, it was just, I guess, my, my idea just wanted to be the one who designed the building that I was constructing at mm-hmm. that time. So that, that pushed me more into it, get back into what I went to school for. I got a job as a, a helper at an architectural firm. Mm-hmm. They needed somebody to help them out for a week or two. Uh, I went there through a recruiter as well. And the owner loved me. The first week I was there, he noticed that I, I picked everything up quick. He offered me a job full time. He just needed to see what my payout would be, my buyout.
1: Was this, and this is in Long Beach? It was in Long Beach, okay. yes. Okay.
2: Um, so I, I joined him and I I worked for him for about 15 years. And five years ago, I decided to go on my own. Mm-hmm. My daughter was born, so I wanted to be there more at home. Um, I gave my two-week notice. He was sad. He offered me more money. He, he wanted me to stay. Mm-hmm. We're great friends, by the way.
1: Okay, so that didn't ruin the relationship. Oh, no, no, we're, we're
2: great friends. He's like a dad to me. I'm like a son of him. I, I go to his office anytime I want now hang out. Mm-hmm. I don't advertise because he advertises for me. All the jobs that he doesn't want because he's a huge architect, Yeah, he just throws my way. So I get free advertising from him. That's
1: awesome, and he's like like a mentor too. Yeah, him. exactly.
2: He's my he's my mentor.
1: And you know, just going back to the school of it, was that ever an, um like hard for you to kind of overcome to just because it's it's a lot of I don't know. I assume it's a lot of math too, and a lot of you know measuring and specific and and you know the one of the reasons why I got into journalism is because I wanted to avoid math. So um, is that was that ever something for you to kind of like overcome Where were you just always naturally it came natural to you no
2: well, you know uh, the math I'll leave it to the structural engineers to design the structure they don't fall uh, but you do need to, you know know how to measure how to what right. measurements are so that that comes natural to me it's, it's easy being in the construction trade mm-hmm. I used to take measure all the time so I know measurements but when it comes to design it for, to resist earthquake we'll leave that to the engineers too
1: so and you're definitely more of like the creative side too. correct mm-hmm. the creative the
2: how it's going to look how it's going to function
1: Hmm. And um, and you said that you definitely designed this to, um, when it came to creating the food and the menu for Agua's Way, was that also um, something on you, or was that a family input?
2: Actually, that was more a family input. Uh, my wife, she's from San Diego, and California burritos are big out there, or are big out there mm-hmm. so she wanted to add that to the menu. Mm-hmm. She couldn't find a spot out here that had good California burritos, so she mentioned this to the burritos. And from the burritos it came out, well, it's, since we're doing burritos of fries, let's do other type of fries. Let's do buffalo fries. Let's do garlic fries. And then my brother-in-law, from, being from Ensenada, he's like, well, let's do fish and shrimp tacos. You know, my, his dad's a cook. He's like, my dad makes great tacos, and we can make them here. Mm-hmm. So that's why we add the tacos to the menu. So it was an input, for, I guess, from everybody.
1: Yeah. And you guys um, even do pop-ups, too, around town as well, right? Yeah, so
2: we do pop-ups with, with any events here for aguas mm-hmm. or tacos.
1: Um, I know I had mentioned earlier that you know you had also considered ex- kind of expanding to either malls or anything like that. But you're working on uh, do- doing your designery business. Um, what do you kind of see yourself working towards in the next few years? Either either with business, uh, either with the uh, I was way with the design business.
2: Well, with both businesses, uh, eventually um, in the next couple years, maybe even this year coming up, is get into a mall for just that once. That's a pretty easy. Easier easier than having a whole restaurant Mm -hmm. and cooking food, Mm -hmm. and less expensive to build out. Mm -hmm. So that's I definitely see that coming up this year, hopefully early next year, for the always way. For my design business, I do see myself maybe growing to about five or six employees, helping me draft Mm -hmm. because I am getting a lot more projects now since I opened the the doors from being a home office to Mm -hmm. an official business.
1: Are you getting more like walk-ins?
2: No, all my um, customers are just from clients from before. Mm-hmm. That.
1: Cool. Um, and what what do you kind of see with uh, as far as I was way in, uh, within Long Beach? How, how are you seeing the response on that?
2: You know, it's been pretty great. A lot of people actually know it's just by the name. I can go to different places like, hey, I was. And they don't even call me little. It's like, I was. And that happens to all of us, my brother, my sisters. My sister made a huge mistake, though.
3: Uh-huh.
2: By, um, by trying to win me from putting a plate on her plates. I was way so she put it on her truck, and now she gets noticed everywhere. <laughs> and they'll send us pictures and post her. Hey, okay. are you here? No, she, she can't sneak away nowhere. <laughs> but she did it to herself.
1: <laughs> that's true. And, and that, <laughs> that's basically how nicknames come about, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey. I I remember there was a story that you had said about just – well, just how people have really gravitated and made this like a community hangout, too. And even um, they've celebrated weddings here, too, right? Yeah,
2: we have weddings, baptisms, birthday parties, night, guys' night out. We have a group that just, they were from the refineries. So once every, once every six months, they come out here, they get some musicians, and just hang out for five or six hours, and we'll lock it up for them. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And just... Just really being a place where people can congregate and, yeah. and meet with each other. Yeah, everybody's
2: tells us that they, they feel at home when they come here. It's cozy. They feel like at home. They can just hang out. Yeah, because to hang out for eight hours definitely needs to be like home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's definitely something based on your design on this. And, you know, I'm assuming just with your employees, too, since they're family, they're friends, and kind of give that ambience. Correct. Right. Um. Okay, we'll go ahead and take a break um, now, and then we'll
0: head back for the third installment. Well, thank you. (laughs) We're listening to Immigrant Success with Stephanie Rivera of the Long Beach Post. Recently naturalized, Leo Sandoval and his siblings designed, constructed, and opened their own business in 2017, Aguas Way, in North Long Beach. Last year, Sandoval opened his own design firm, Long Beach Designers.
1: Okay, Leo, for those of um, audiences out there who don't know what aguas frescas are, can you explain that to them?
2: So, an agua fresca is pretty much just fruit and it's blended with agua and, and some sugar, depending on the how sweet the fruit is, mm-hmm. to create a you know, delicious, refreshing. Fruit and Bevers, water. Fruit and water. Be the basic ingredients. Yeah. And it has to be fresh fruit. It can be frozen fruit, or it can be liquefied. You flavoring. say that
1: as in that's sometimes being happened. Is that true? People make that mistake because I've always known it also as fresh fruit. But
2: yeah, but um, again, if you do more commercial drinks, you're probably going to use syrups to satisfy the everybody in line mm-hmm. instead of because it, t- it takes time. It's a process. It's not just throwing fruit in the blender and you have to peel the fruit. You have to wash the fruit. It takes time. So. Seeing my mom spend, you know, thirty minutes on just one flavor,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I can't imagine people doing forty flavors and offering them all day. And
1: I can just imagine your mom testing out the different flavors before you guys opened. How sick were you guys of trying it all <laughs> during that process, or was it fun? Did you could you not get enough of
2: that? You know, you know what, with my mom, anything she makes, any it's always great. So I'm not gonna stay there and, and say I'm taste it, see if it's great. It's, I know it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. You know, so and it has to do. I think with everybody's, the love they put into it, you know, my, my brother-in-law's food, it's, it's, it looks great and it tastes great. I could probably do the same ingredients and it won't look as great as his because it's the passion he has to do it.
1: Um, I remember the story that you shared previously about him, um, just staying up at night, um, or talking in his sleep about the recipes he was talking about. Yeah. So like,
2: like I mentioned, um, he was never a cook or a trained cook or in the food business. But when he decided to tackle that portion of the business, he started just researching, watching videos, YouTubing. And he would wake up in the middle of the night talking and sleep about food, about ingredients. So it was, it was nice, and it made me even want to do it more because I know he had that passion.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. And I know Latinos. We have big families. We can definitely get on each other's nerves, but we also can't be without each other. And we, we we live in the chaos, and we're we're happy that way. Do you kind of see that within the restaurant <laughs> business as well?
2: Yeah, but I think what happened with with us, we're we're really tight, my siblings and I. And the first discussion we had was about everybody putting their two cents in here, and when that happens, things don't work out because everybody has different ideas, obviously. So we decided that they were going to make me the one that made the decisions. They were just the support team. I had the say, I had the final say, Mm -hmm. just because it would make things transition easier than everybody voting on something and nobody agreeing on anything. So when it comes to big items, I do consult them. Mm -hmm. But for little items in the restaurant, then me and Hector just handle it here. And it's been good. I mean, it's a great place where um, we've gathered Sundays to hang out with the family. And we see each other more now than before.
1: That's that's awesome. And um, what would you say is kind of for you? What's the secret to your successes, both in aguas way and um, in your design business too?
2: I guess the secret for anything is just hard work. You know, putting your your love into it, your your heart into it, and I think anything could be successful if you put your hard work into it.
1: I always like to ask, especially um, restaurateurs, uh, you know, would you recommend anyone going into the restaurant business or, you know, what kind of tips do you have before they're starting that off?
2: You know, like I'm the type of person that if you come to me, ask me, hey, I want to do this, I'm going to tell you go for it because you never know if it's going to succeed or not unless you try it. Unless more people, I've had people when I tell them things, they always, the first thing they got out of their mouth is like, are you sure you want to do that? Or do you know the consequences? Do you know, I'll figure them out. Mm-hmm. I'll learn them. And I've learned a lot here. <laughs> I learned all the consequences. And I wouldn't, if you asked me if I would do it again, I would tell you yes. But now, knowing what I know now, it would be easier.
1: Mm, of course, it's always a...
2: And I guess as, as tips, um, what I would give people just do your research. Look into it more. Um, the biggest hurdle is probably city permits. So I would say look into that first before you do anything. Being in the architectural field, I do always encounter people who've signed leases before they submitted plans. Oh, okay. And... Sometimes the space won't, doesn't work or it doesn't qualify. So now they're stuck with leases. Mm-hmm. So I would say before you sign any lease, look into the city requirements.
1: Did it help you um, having that architectural knowledge and design knowledge? When, when, or how big? I mean, I'm sure it helped you, obviously, but how big of it, um, help was it for you to have that kind of background um, when you created this?
2: Oh, definitely sp- sped up the process. <laughs> definitely saved money on the architectural fees. And structural fees, everything, because I'm in business. Um, so I, I would say, definitely, I would say, hit me, help me out, fifty percent of everything oh I did wow. here, yeah, a lot. to get it, get it done, build it out, process it through the city. Mm-hmm. So I saved half the time.
1: Um, and then, as far as you know, working towards design and architect what's something that you learned that you can pass off to the next kid who maybe who loves building with their hands but not necessarily wants to be in that labor intensive field the whole time but wants to be more of behind the scenes and in the design. What 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 kind of tips do you have for folks who are looking into that?
2: I'd say for kids just just like I did, you know, I'm the type of person who instead of playing a video game or going out and drinking all night, I would stay home and research and look at videos how something was designed or built. So if you put the passion and the love into it you're gonna succeed at what you want, and you're gonna learn from it.
1: Do you feel like going mm-hmm. to um, the trade school in, in Arizona definitely helped you, or is there any other like um, life hacks in in searching for places like that?
2: I, I can say that it, it definitely did help me. It, I've experienced, like everybody else, eating top ramen all all week because and it showed me, hey, I have to work hard. I have to do something, otherwise, I'll be eating top ramen. Mm-hmm. So that that definitely pushed me to focus more. Growing up, I always, you know, we grew up, I would say, poor, you know, being here first generation with my parents. Um, we would walk to a school sometimes, you know, in the rain, and our only cover was a black plastic bag that my mom would put on us. So I would tell myself, I got to work hard. Got to make my dad proud.
1: Mm, oh, that was a big motivator. That was yeah. mm-hmm. Do you um, try to share that with your daughter? I mean, she's she's young now, right? Yeah, she's six years old. okay. You try to instill um, some of that in her as well?
2: I try to, just like, you know, I don't, I don't give her things unless she earns them. Because most parents nowadays just you shut up the kid, you just give them whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So I try to make her earn what she gets. And I, I mean, everybody spoils your kids. Uh, I do spoil them. Um, but uh, they earn their, what they want.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, looking at five years from now, where do you see um, both your businesses? Or do you see more businesses under your belt?
2: Well, actually, I see myself retired. <laughs>
1: Wait, how, you look young. How old are you?
2: <laughs> forty one.
1: <laughs> no.
2: Actually my, my goal to retirement was a thirty five, believe it or not. So as a kid I always I don't know why I, that number was in my mind, but I hit thirty five, did it happen? <laughs> oh
3: well then two are
1: <laughs> so, so hopefully between these two
2: businesses, you know, I can <laughs> retire at forty and at uh, fifty did I say? Forty. I'm <clears throat> no I'm forty, so I have fifty. Uh, but go, hopefully hopefully forty five, you know, but at the worst case I do want to retire by fifty.
1: But you're going to get bored, and you're going to want to do more projects. No, because
2: then I'll do everything I didn't do as a kid. Uh. <laughs> and the youth that I, you know, I, I spent up late night studying and working.
1: Like, what's something from your bucket list, I guess? from
2: You know, what? I want to start traveling more. I really never traveled. I, I tell myself I've always been too responsible. In my old job, i never took a vacation because I felt if I took off, who's going to do my work that I have pending? So now that, you know, once, I, again, these become successful, then I can... Hit that retirement age and, mm-hmm. and enjoy those things.
1: That sounds like something we should all strive for. I like that. <laughs> all right. Well, Leo, thank you for, for talking to me um, and good luck with all of your next projects.
2: Well, thank you and thank you.